Hey guys, it's Bianca, and this is episode 17 of Mock Trials and Tribulations. Um, I know I mentioned in the last episode that I'll be switching over to a bi-weekly format um, for the podcast, but it has been a super crazy busy April, so I've been slacking in that regard, and I hope to be able to be more consistent in May. Um... Before I get into today's topic, I just want to thank you guys so much for your support and kind words in the last episode. Um, That last episode was a little bit tough for me um, because I basically had to admit that I haven't really done much of what I wanted to do the past year. So it was comforting to hear that some of you are also in the same boat. So we're going to get our stuff together, um, together pretty much. Um, one day, one hour, one minute at a time, uh, we're just, we're going to get this together. Um, so today's episode is about legal tips for those of you, um, who have or are thinking about starting a small business. Um, so as you guys know, I'm a business and immigration lawyer. Um, The majority of my cases are immigration cases, but I do also handle business matters as well, such as um, reviewing and drafting contracts, um, creating nonprofit organizations and LLCs, etc. So I wanted to do this episode because um, part of why I've been busy the past few weeks is um, reviewing contracts for some people. Um, So over the past few weeks, I reviewed some pretty problematic contracts. And also, I've heard too many entrepreneurship podcasts say that you don't need a lawyer because you can pretty much do stuff yourself. Um, And obviously, you know, I'm biased, but based on what I've seen the past few weeks, a lot of y'all should definitely be consulting with a lawyer. Um... Lawyers always get a bad rep, um, just in general. People always complain about us. You know, um, people say that we're expensive and people hate us until you need us to fix a problem for you. And contrary to what most people think, we're actually not that bad or too expensive. And in my opinion, which is basically this whole episode, um, it's better to spend the extra time and money to do something right the first time around than to try to DIY it, fuck it up, then have to pay someone to fix it. Because a lot of the time, it'll cost more for them to fix it than it would have just cost you if you did it right the first time around. And actually, yesterday, I had somebody somebody who contacted me a little bit ago, um, wanted some legal advice. They ended up DIYing it. And then yesterday I got a call saying, you know, I think I messed this up. Um, how do I go about fixing it? And blah, blah, blah. And I told her, you know, this is really why I always recommend, you know, at least, you know, having a lawyer do something for you because not everything is DIYable um, when it comes to things that can impact your legal rights and your business. Um, My last aside before getting into these tips, though, is that um, these are general tips based on my opinions. So if you do end up exploring these options a little more, 
look into the laws in your own state. I'm licensed to practice law in Massachusetts. Um, I can practice immigration law throughout the United States, but when it comes to business law, I can really only practice in Massachusetts. So these are tips based on um, my knowledge, experience, and my opinions as a Massachusetts attorney. Um, so with that said, let's get into the tips that I have for you guys today. Okay, so tip number one shouldn't surprise you, and it should go without saying, but when it comes to your business, you should definitely work with a lawyer. Um, entrepreneurship has taken off in the past few years. It's really been this like hot button topic. Everybody wants to achieve the holy grail of entrepreneurship, work on a beach and live happily ever after. Um, and so a lot of DIY online legal service companies have been popping up and a lot of entrepreneurs entrepreneurs have relied on them to help them cut corners but in my opinion when it comes to um, you know your business you definitely do not want to cut corners and always remember that you get what you pay for so be careful so for example if you're not paying anything then you might not be getting um, what's worth you what's worth it to you depending on the circumstances obviously um, lots of people turn to these DIY lawyer sites because they think that lawyers are too expensive but that's not always the case um, I've checked out some of those DIY lawyer sites and not only are my prices about the same but in some cases I throw in a little extra more than those packages do and I'm available to answer any questions you have, and I, and I also offer my clients flexible payment options for those that need it because, you know, let's be real. If I tell you, hey, it's going to cost you $1,000 to do this, you might not have $1,000 right up front. So I offer clients um, flexible payment options so that they can at least pay me some up front or pay as you go. Like, I'm always willing to work with my clients. And... Um, if you're still not convinced, try honestly reaching out to a lawyer um, with your budget. You can say, hey, I want to start a nonprofit organization and I also want to get my 501c3 status, but um, you know, I absolutely cannot spend more than XYZ. Can you help me? I'm pretty sure that most lawyers would be willing to help you. Um, some lawyers might even be willing to help you do the paperwork on your own such that you're doing most of the legwork yourself with a lawyer's help or supervision, which both, um, in my opinion, empowers you um, as the future business owner um, by teaching you what to do. And it also keeps the legal costs down because I'm not, like, for example, um, as an attorney, I wouldn't be doing all of the legwork. You would be doing most of it, and I would just be reviewing what you're doing. Some lawyers don't like to do that, um, others do, so that's why I say that's definitely an option you should pursue when reaching out to attorneys. Um, another option is to reach out to law school clinics. My law school, for example, had a business law clinic where um, we helped people draft contracts and start companies, and it's free to the clients minus the filing fees. So, you know, for example, in Massachusetts, to start a nonprofit organization, it costs $35. So if you went to a law clinic in Massachusetts, um, the law clinic wouldn't charge you anything because it's 
the law students that are doing the work and as law students we can't get paid um, because we're not lawyers so um, the law student is doing the work for you for free so that they can get experience and uh, law school credit but it's being supervised by an actual attorney so you wouldn't be paying for the preparation but you would still be responsible for the $35 fee to Massachusetts to start your nonprofit um, organization. Um, so the bottom line on tip number one is um, lawyers are more accessible than you think they are. You just got to be creative if you can't afford um, to pay a lot. Just analyze what you can afford to pay for. If you, for example, need a contract drafted, um, depending on how complex it is, you might be able to get a contract drafted for as little as, you know, $150 to $200. But just be honest with yourself and with the attorney. And you never know, you might be able to um, still consult with the attorney and get some solid advice and direction. Just don't, just when it comes to the legal things, like setting up the structure of your business, which is super important, because depending on your entity, whether you're an S-Corp or an LLC, that matters for tax purposes. So that's something that you can discuss with an attorney to kind of see which option is better for you for what you're trying to accomplish. So definitely, you know, reach out to attorneys in your area, um, see what they can do for you with your budget. And even if, you know, say you needed like 10 different contracts drafted, but based on the price you get, you can only afford to have like one or two drafted for now. That's still better than nothing. Um, just be creative. Be honest with your lawyer. Most lawyers are willing to work with whatever budget you have. Don't just settle for the DIY options that can potentially come back to bite you in the ass later on. Um, so tip number two is to be all about the paper trip. I personally am a Luddite. Um, I still do paper in law school. I wrote my notes by hand. I hated typing them. Um, to this day with work, I hand write a lot of stuff, um, but um, I'm all about the paper trail. So for you, if you don't like to write things out, like if you don't write notes out and all that stuff, that's fine. Um, if you want to use technology, just make sure that you have a paper trail. Um, get everything in writing. Again, you know, if you need contracts drafted, definitely reach out to attorneys. I have seen a few contracts lately where um, the business owner was not protected. Um, I have seen contracts where, you know, if God forbid it ended up a case where the business owner were to be sued, the customer would actually be protected and not the business owner. And these were contracts that were drafted or given to me um, to review by a um, like one of those DIY sites where you can just get templates. Um, I think they also even sell contract templates at Staples, which is super sad and scary because every contract is different. There, you know, every term for a different customer might be different. So um, it's definitely worth consulting with an attorney about your contracting needs. Um, but you definitely want to make sure you're getting everything in writing, even if you do decide to do the DIY route and um, 
not contact an attorney at least having something in writing is better than nothing but also if you have a contract that doesn't protect you then there's really no point it's as if you didn't have one at all so um so definitely you know you want to make sure that you have everything in writing um you want to make sure that if you're um, buying or selling products you definitely want to send invoices and receipts for record keeping purposes um Worst case scenario, something goes down, best revenge is your paper. So definitely make sure that you have all your paperwork in order. Tip number three, get a tax ID. I did not intend for that to rhyme. It kind of just did, and I'm a nerd, so, you know, it is what it is. But um, definitely get a tax ID. It's free. Get it on irs.gov. You can put in, you can do a search for tax ID or you could do a search for um, EIN number, same deal. Um, so the benefit of having a tax ID number is that you can use this number for your business instead of using your own social security number on tax documents, for example, uh, 1099s, when you file your tax returns, things like that. Um, and also, you'll need a tax ID number when you go and open up a business account for your business. So you might as well just um, get a tax ID number now. Um, a CPA or an accountant or somebody who does taxes would be able to explain the benefits and um, ramifications a little bit more, especially as they relate to um, tax ramifications and burdens and advantages of different um, entities. So definitely, in the meantime, though, look into getting a tax ID. Again, it's free. You can get one on irs.gov. It takes you about 10 minutes. You just put in information about yourself, so your name, your address, your existing Social Security number, I believe. It's been a while since I did mine. And then, um, like, within 10 minutes, you get a number generated for you. And then, you know, whenever you need to do 1099s for work and things like that, you can just use this number instead of, you know, writing out your social security number and giving that away to everybody. Um, so speaking of bank accounts, that brings me to tip number four, which is to get a business bank account. Um, and you should definitely get a business bank account for a variety of reasons. You definitely want to separate your personal expenses from your business expenses. And also, it's easier for you to kind of differentiate what's a business expense versus what's personal when it comes time to doing your taxes. So if there's anything that you can deduct, that you can deduct as a business expense, if you have that already charted out if you can like pull a bank statement to see oh yeah I paid you know 50 bucks for this and 100 bucks for that that'll be a little bit easier also you can get a business account and set it up such that you can do invoices so that people can pay you electronically and the money goes directly to that account you can use a program like Square for example um, some lawyers use ver uh, various things some lawyers use uh, PayPal Venmo um, Square, LawPay, whatever it is, but you definitely want to have that business account separate from your personal account so that the money you make in business is going to that account that you then pay yourself from. For me as an attorney, I have to have um, in, what's called an IOLTA account, which 
for those of you who aren't lawyers, think of it as an escrow account because that's pretty much what it is. So whenever I have clients that pay me by the hour, which isn't often because, sorry, that was my alarm. Um, isn't often because most of my rates are flat fees, but for clients that I do have that pay me hourly, their retainers go into the IOLTA account and I draw from that whenever I get paid. And then um, I also have a business account for um, when I earn money from the IOLTA account or um, for my clients that I charge flat fees to, the money goes there. So you should definitely look into um, getting a business bank account because it'll be easier for you to separate your um, income from your business from your personal checking account um, and things like that. You don't want to get into the habit of commingling your income. So you don't want to just use your personal checking account um, as your business account. And um, tip number five is basically to outsource what you can't do. Um, and this goes for what you legally can't do. So for example, um, if your business requires something that, you know, only a lawyer can do, then you need to hire an attorney to do that for you. Um, if you're, if what you're doing requires a license that you don't have, then legally you can't do that. You need to hire somebody who has the license and the capability to do that. Also, it doesn't even have to be legal things. It could be things like um, if you're not a great graphic design person, hire someone who is to do stuff for you. Um, and, you know, I used to be back in the day guilty of, you know, exactly what I'm trying to get you guys to not do in this podcast episode, which is DIY. And um, for example, after I passed the bar or rather after I graduated from law school and didn't pass the bar on the first try, I felt like I needed something to occupy my time with. So I taught myself how to code. So I started to build websites and I thought that I was really going to turn this into a career. Like if I could not be an attorney, this is one of the things that I was going to do. And I figured I can learn how to code. I used to have a MySpace page. That's basically the same thing. All those crazy page layouts and designs that we had, that's basically HTML coding. So if I was able to update my MySpace page and my Black Planet page and all those other you know pages we had back in the day, then surely I could learn how to build a website and code. So I did. So all of the websites that I have currently, I have built myself. And um, when I started my law practice, I built myself a website too, because for one, I had no money. If you remember from episode one, I was dirt broke and had no money. So I couldn't afford to hire a designer to build my website for me. So I did it myself. But finally, um, I ended up hiring a designer to at least help me with the SEO. And lately I've been thinking I kind of want to hire another designer to um, like revamp my law office website a little bit. So, um, at first I DIY'd it because I couldn't afford to, you know, pay someone to do it myself. But, um, this time around I am in a position where I can, so I definitely intend to do so. And also when you outsource things that you can't do well or can't do it all or shouldn't be doing, it frees up your time to do things that, 
you can do or should be doing or the reasons why you started your business in the first place. If you started your business because you wanted to sell this product or you wanted to um, perform this service, getting boggled into, you know, bogged down into the minutia of, well, do I need this contract and is this contract okay? And like all the paperwork aspects and making sure that, you know, depending what what industry you're working in is your business compliant do you have the necessary licenses and things like that that you need that is something that you should definitely be outsourcing to somebody who can handle that stuff such as an attorney um, I do some of that stuff for my clients I deal with the paperwork for them whether you know if they have to re-register for something annually or something like that I handle the paperwork for them I draft their contracts review their contracts I make sure that they have everything that they need to make sure that they're compliant with, you know, applicable laws, regulations, and what have you. So you want to make sure that you're working within your strength. So if you are not a creative person, if you do not know the ins and outs of coding, definitely hire somebody else who does. Um, hire a designer who can make sure that your SEO is great so that when people Google certain things that your business pops up first so that you're noticeable work with your strengths. Just outsource the things that you cannot do well or should not be doing well. So that way you could just focus on the reasons why you went into business in the first place. So basically, uh, to recap on this episode, uh, consult with an attorney. Um, please, please, please consult with an attorney. Um, make sure that your business has the right structure and that's something that you can talk to an attorney about. Um, you can have an attorney draft and review your contracts, even if you did do a DIY contract, whether it was um, Staples or one of those websites that, you know, you push a button and all of a sudden you have like a sales contract. Um, have an attorney review that. Um, even if you use a DIY contract, maybe the attorney can add certain clauses in there that might protect you. For example, um, there are like templates for um like purchase and sale agreements when you're buying a house. Most good lawyers do not just use those templates. They will add things to it that will protect the buyer or seller, whoever they're representing in that transaction. Same way, you don't want to just use a templated contract because the terms of that contract might not protect you depending on who you're entering into the contract with. So it's worth reviewing that with an attorney to see if there's anything else you can add in there or remove to make sure that you're fully protected, make sure your business is fully protected. Um, and like I said, you know, if you don't have a ton of money to work with an attorney, just tell the attorney what your budget is, you know, like maybe an attorney can do something for you for $200 or maybe an attorney can, you know, work with you on a flexible payment schedule. But don't discount lawyers and just try to do this yourself because, you know, we have lawyers for a reason. Um, you know, again, be all about the paper trail. Make sure you have everything in writing. Make sure that you're keeping your emails. If you're contacting um, clients and you know, customers via email, make sure that you're saving those emails. Um, make sure that you're sending invoices and receipts and keeping those for record keeping purposes. Because like I said, worst case scenario and something goes down and someone tries to come after you for all you have, best revenge is your paper. You never know um, how much protection you could be giving yourself just by keeping records of everything. Um, 
Also get a tax ID number. Don't use your social security number on tax documents that you're sending out to clients. Make sure that you're using a tax ID number instead. Um, and also get a bank account for your business and you'll definitely need a tax ID number for that. And again, just outsource whatever you can't do or shouldn't be doing or won't be able to do well. Um, outsource that to people that can do and know what they're doing. Um, so that's all I had for today's episode. Um, thank you guys for listening. If you have any questions, if you have any more questions about this episode, um, as far as legal tips for your business or just any questions in general, you can hit me up at hello at attorneybianca.com. Um, you can also tweet me. I'm at BJGESQ. And um, you can keep up with me on Instagram. I am at chocolate nerd, all one word, exactly how it's supposed to be spelt. And I've been on IG stories a lot more than Snapchat lately. I might just abandon Snapchat, which I never thought I would, but um, it's looking like that's going to be the case for me. Um, and always, if you loved this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review. I'm on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. Till then, talk to you soon.